Welcome back to the Geek Boutique Podcast, guys. I am your host, Jeff, a.k.a. My Complex Cosplay. You are not seeing things. My compadre, my brother in arms, my, my amigo, uh, J.S. Belanger is not here this week. Uh, he is on vacation with the Fam Jam in beautiful, sunny Magog, Quebec. Uh, but... I know it is just me now, but I am being joined by two fantastic guys that we have never had, somehow weirdly have never had on the podcast before. Uh, TikTok famous guy, Ira, is going to be joining us today. Ira is a local cosplayer. He's got some amazing cosplayers. I met him as Black Mask, but I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about that amongst others. Ira, how are you doing today? Absolutely. Ducky, thank you very much, Chef. Ducky, lovely, nice. So this, is, this is supposed to be one of the oldest podcasts we've ever had. And also joining us is our friend Kareem from Kareem Dreams. You can see that Kareem's Dreams, you can see that on the bottom there. Uh, he has been a featured panelist both at New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con, as we have found out today. Uh, Kareem, what's, <laughs> yeah, he's brought, he's brought the, the receipts. He's got them there. Uh, Kareem, how you doing today, brother? So good, so good. Curious to know what Ducky means, though. I think it's a really old you, term. You've never <laughs> seen DuckTales? The oh, yeah. Saturday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Launchpad McQuack. There you go. Oh, okay. like, How are you doing? I'm doing just ducky. ducky even. Yeah, I, think, I think it predates. You think it's, it started then? Is that what? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, guys, it is the 99th episode. Uh, we missed last week. We are going to miss next week as well, just so you guys know, because um, we're trying to get everything lined up for the 100th episode that is going to be on August 10th. We will have all five of the main members of the Geeks and Company on that particular episode. That's why we're kind of doing this weird, like, one week on, one week off thing. Once we're back up to episode 100 and beyond, we won't be doing the every other week thing. We'll be back to weekly, 7 o'clock at uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock live uh, every week, uh, just like you guys are used to. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, diversity and inclusivity and equality in the cosplay world. Uh, we are doing this specifically uh, today, talking about culturally. Um, if you guys want to start, I am some schmuck, cis, white guy from Canada, suburban Canada, southwestern Ontario, so I know nothing experientially when it comes to any of this. That's why I wanted to bring you guys on, because I didn't want to try to run my mouth about something I have no idea about. Uh, so if you guys wouldn't mind, take as much time as you want, give us cultural backgrounds and why you guys agreed to be part of this podcast and what it means to you. So Ira, why don't we start with you? Uh, thank you. Um, sure. Well, Hi, everyone. Ira Timothy. Uh, and for a quick, shameless little promo push, uh, that native guy 79 on TikTok. If you want to join me for some great cultural teachings, uh, sacred awareness, indigenous issues, and with mixed in with the odd dad joke now and then, and some fun little voiceover, you will not see me dance because I am too fat and out of shape. But I'm trying to work on that, so you can look forward to some jigging later on. Some real nice that right there. Uh, yes, I know Jeff is shaking his head, but he he's the one that has to be subject to that when I see him at a convention. But anyway, um, yeah, just to uh, get into a little bit about diversity and inclusivity in uh, cosplaying is that well, when I first got into cosplaying, I was uh, I was like trying to find, let's see, what do I do? What do I want to be? And I'm a little ashamed to say I specifically wanted a mask because I wanted to hide who I was. I know right now you shouldn't be doing that. But at the time when I first started out, there was that kind of mentality of going on is that, that you have to be if, you, if you're playing this role, you have to be white. If you're playing this role, you have to be Asian. If you're playing this role, you have to be yada, yada, yada. So 
my actual first cosplay was the Red Hood, and I had a really terrible, terrible cosplay. It's like latex Red Hood and the absolute worst jacket you can ever see and dollar store props. But it did the job and it hid my face. And later on, I realized, wait a minute, why am I hiding myself? It's like, I should just embrace the fact that I'm inside a fan culture community that embraces their love for the show. It doesn't have to be about 100% accuracy, despite what some people believe and the way they go about, but that's their side right there. To me, cosplaying, all-inclusive. It doesn't matter if you're Black, Asian, Jeff, African, <laughs> Japanese, or Jeff. The, the important thing is you want to express your love for something, your admiration for something, and by all means, you should just embrace that. So a quick rundown on how I got into it right there. So I'm going to take it right here, and I'm going to throw it. Got it. Kareem, you got it, brother. Give us your take. What is cosplay for you? Why did you want to be part of this discussion? Sure thing. All right. First off, thank you, Jeff, Ira. It's so great to be with chatting with you both. And kind of similar to your story, I, when I started cosplaying, uh, I had to hide it. Not just my face, but also I didn't even tell my friends back then. I, I cosplayed a long time ago, like in the 90s, kind of Ooh. dating myself before, before the other gender even showed up at conventions. Oof. It was mostly just old dudes. <laughs> and like like i mean like you know man yeah, yeah. and i obviously i welcome everybody but back then it wasn't cool yet and i cosplayed as robin because i admire batman so much that he's like a sacred symbol at the time so i figured no no one can be can personify batman i'll just be robin and i was like wait but i'm brown and i have a mustache like how's this gonna work and i, I got through it it was fine and then I ended up in the commercial for Fan Expo because I did the cosplay masquerade and I was spinning nunchucks around and like doing some martial arts because I love martial arts. And then my friends saw me in the commercial. I'm still trying to like dig up the tapes. I'm not going to be able to find them. Like, <laughs> we'll friends. get our crack research team on that, Kareem. Don't <laughs> worry. Let's see if we can dig <laughs> that is, up. This is before the internet, before yeah. it's like VHS tape days. This is the 90s. And my friends were like, hey, dude, like we saw you in a fan expo commercial. And I was like, oh, secrets out. I'm a nerd. And it was accepted uh, slowly. And the acceptance has just grown and grown and grown. You know, there's ups and downs. But because there's people like you, Jeff, are just trying to create dialogue and coexisting openly, honestly, with the right intentions, like the world is so diverse. It's getting increasingly diverse in so many ways. And real life, fantasy, like they they mix a lot in our minds. You know, like we're always living in either the past or the future, just fantasizing about things. And cosplay is kind of where real life and fantasy converge in a really artistic, explosive way. So cosplay has I think is a really powerful kind of social tool that you know, we were playing with in new ways, like, you know, podcasts and social media didn't exist like 10 years ago. I don't, I don't know, but so it's, it's really exciting. Uh, that's my, my little intro for now. No, that's cool. Cause what I, and you guys both touched on this. So I want to get your thoughts and opinions on this. Um, Cause one of the first things I wanted to talk to you guys about is how, 
how do you guys go about picking your cosplays? Because Ira, you gave us a bit of a hint when you guys started, and, and same with you, Kareem, where you had some doubts about sort of culturally matching whatever character it is. So do you find yourself even still to this day trying to emulate cult people that you want to celebrate someone that is of your culture in a cosplay way or is it more like i'm a fan of this i'm a fan of that particular like how what goes through you guys minds when it comes time to actually pick a new cosplay what speaks to you the loudest and motivates you to get into a cosplay uh, i'm gonna throw this down to cream first with sure. a small footnote on there that um these days for me it's not about cultural identity but more who I personally align with. And it's like the old time masquerade. I mean, back in Venice, you had the masquerades and you would, you're actually supposed to wear something that reflects you and reflects something that um, your character. And so that's why some people dressed up as clowns because they felt they were funny. <laughs> and at, at the midnight, everyone took their masks off. Said, oh, wow, that's you. And so it's a bit of a mystery right there that I can see kind of mixes in with this one right there. So I'll add a bit more onto that, but I'm going to throw it right down there to to cream. I'm just going to like uh, polish off this ball. And... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. A great question, Jeff. I love talking about the things we love. So I'd say two things. Usually it's just one, but now it's two. I want to relate to the character. That's it. That's really basically it. Is do I see a part of me in the character? Does the character resonate with me? Do I identify with this character? And the second factor is I approach it with some cultural sensitivity, which is why there are some some characters that I heavily identify with, but I won't cosplay. And I'm sure we'll get into that. That absolutely I'll, no, for I'll, sure we will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, just to give a little preview of the things that I do like to cosplay, one big one is this guy right here, Aquaman. It was a big moment for me to see Jason Momoa cast as Aquaman because he's brown, he's got long hair and a beard, and usually characters that are brown and bearded are the bad guys. We've come leaps and bounds since maybe 2015 when Bodhi Rook, Riz Ahmed, was cast as Bodhi Rook in Rogue One, amazing Star Wars movie. Riz Ahmed himself still faces racism at the airports. Riz Ahmed himself is a huge advocate for peace and justice in the world. And he was denied entry to the United States in 2019, Star Wars Celebration Chicago. I was hoping to meet him and he wasn't allowed on the plane. The plane had magazines with his face on it but he himself was not allowed on the plane because Islamophobia Crazy. is a big deal. More on that later. We'll get on but, it. We'll, we'll touch on it for a, sure. He, he's a big, he's an actor I identify with. He's Muslim. He's in Star Wars. Star Wars takes so much from Islam. So when I identify with someone, like I get too excited. So I feel like obligated to be Riz Ahmed or Bodhi Rook all the time. Yep. You know, and like when there's a, when there's a brown character, I, I feel like compelled to, especially when I relate to them. Yep. However, I also cross-play, and I cross-play a lot of white women. Like, I, I did Princess Leia, uh, Hut Slayer, Slave Leia, Call of Duty. Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't posted that one too much. I, I cross-played. Oh, as please a, do. Goodness gracious or, me. We all need yeah. that in our lives. Come on, man. <laughs> and that was scary. I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll bet. About that. It was very scary. Yep. I had a very supportive friend with me. What up, Andrew? And 
It was a little bikini. It's not much. So I brought it in a Ziploc bags just in case I felt <laughs> brave enough. And But I identified her. So I don't you, know, have, you know there's not a lot to the cosplay when you can bring it in a Ziploc bag. Here's my cosplay, right? guys. There you go. That's nice. So if, I, if I don't end up wearing it, no problem. I didn't waste that much space. There you go. So yeah, the, the range is is wild because we identify as a lot of things. Thank you, yeah, Megan. And, and Meg and Avery saying, Kareem, your your Aquaman is amazing. I could not agree Thanks. more. Uh, Thanks, I know you got a chance to go to the you went to the Flash premiere uh in Toronto, oh, yeah. your Aquaman, yes. Dude, and like that night was so good. Shout out yeah. Cosplay Alliance that I felt like I could retire from cosplay after I'm not going to, but I was like, this is it, man. Like, Michael Keaton is in this movie. That's my Batman from my childhood. Of course. And like they did it up, they had a whole like you know Batmobile and all this 1989 artwork, and right. I was like, dude, I did it. I'm Aquaman. I'm at the Flash premiere. The DC universe is really close to my heart. Same. And yep. you know it was kind of my my bittersweet send off. So. That's awesome. Yeah, Victoria's saying the same thing. I did the same thing starting out Kareem strictly uh, cosplay <laughs> white men. So that's I don't even know how that works, Victoria. But we're gonna go with that. I, I, I'm gonna flash it over to you real quickly because Megan also had a question for you. Have you ever incorporated regalia into your cosplays? No, never. Absolutely never. And I'll tell you the reason why for that is because a lot of people... Uh, can I can I interrupt real quick? Can you describe oh, sure. really Go right ahead. I what, what does she mean by regalia? Could you give us some information on that first? Yeah, regalia is like when you go, if you've ever been to a powwow, you're seeing the grass dancers, the fancy dancers, and they have the eagle fans and the uh, different types of uh, symbols used in their beadwork and um, some people don't know this, but the thing that looks like a mohawk on top of a, a fancy dancer or some of the traditional dancers, it's actually called a roach. And uh, that goes up on top of the head. But I have absolutely never put any of that into my cosplays. And the reason for that is that a lot of these items, it's not regalia. A lot of it is sacred items. The eagle fan, that one is a very sacred item because you got the eagles on there and you got the, the feathers. And that takes time and effort to make, but you're not just going out there and picking something up out of the dollar store and clasping it together. Every single feather in that fan stands for something. And you can't just suddenly just wake up one day and go, oh, I think I'm going to do this. No. The real old-fashioned way is that a lot of uh, jingle dress dancers, a lot of women's fancy dancers, some of them are almost born into it. And... Uh, for some of you that have seen Jingle Dress Dancers, um, they're absolutely amazing dancers. Yeah, These women have phenomenal. hundreds and hundreds of of uh, little bells upon yeah. their body when they dance. And when they make it, the, every single one is a prayer as they make it and they put it on there. So it can take a really long time to make it because you have to go through a prayer. And it's not as the same prayer every time. Every single one is one of gratitude and thankfulness. Mother, father, daughter, grandfather, land, spirits, creator, it goes on and on. So that is a lot of prayers to go into this. And each one is unique and different if you look at it real closely. And that's just the jingles. That's just the bells on there. That's not even going into the different patterns inside the inside the dress in there. That doesn't even cover the moccasins and the shoes and boots that they wear or even the feathers up in their headband. And that's just for one nation. Every single nation has a different meaning behind their feathers, behind their uh, patterns that they put into it. And some of it is even family oriented. So so you would find it disrespectful yourself personally to be yeah. wearing this the, these sacred items while you're just putting it into cosplay. Is that? Yeah, just to take something like that and to turn it into something that you wear every day for fun. That's doing a huge disrespect and 
very inappropriate thing to be doing right there. So yeah, that's, that's why true. I have never incorporated anything of the uh, of my cultural and regalia into cosplay. Now, having said that, there are some safer ways that it can be done. And if you look for it, if you look for indigenous or native Captain America, that was absolutely astounding. He did it in a safe way, but he still took Captain America and flipped it around and turned it into a First Nations character. And that was amazing. So I fully encourage everyone to look for Indigenous or First Nations Captain America cosplay. That was amazingly done. And it's a great example of how to do it safely and still in a culturally sensitive way. So just going to real quick. Hello, everyone. JS and Jen here watching from Mega Quebec. Ira, unpack that a little bit for me, if you don't mind. You're saying in a safe way, as someone that's not Indigenous myself, like when you're saying in a safe way, how would somebody know to go about that in a safe way without being disrespectful? What, are, what is a resource someone like yourself that they could, they could turn to to make sure that they're not being disrespectful and something like this? Because cultural appropriation is something we're going to talk about because I think mm -hmm. it's something that we need to talk about when it comes to cultural diversity. Explain what you mean by he did it in a safe way, if you don't mind. Well, for one thing, he is indigenous. So right. he knows automatically about what lines you can cross and what mm -hmm. you can't cross and what to put on to his costume to make it indigenous but and what to leave off of it. So like, for example, his shield, that was, he used it um, like the kind of traditional shields that are used at, uh, at powwows and some of the more traditional dancers. And that is category, by the way, a traditional dancer. They do have war shields. And he made it in that fashion without having to add in the feathers and without having to add in any of the patterns that are seen as indigenous. Um, so it was still done in a good, safe way. Now, if someone else wants to do it in a safe way, there's a real, real simple, easy resource. Ask. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So who yeah. who just out of, like in the community, who would be like, what would be the resource to ask? Is, are you open to answering questions about that to oh, people yeah. that are curious about stuff like that? Uh, it, as long as it's within my own nation, because I can't say what's appropriate for the Navajos or I can't say what's appropriate for the Inuit or what's appropriate for the ones out in BC because that's their nation. I can only right. cover what would be appropriate in my own because if I tried to answer for them, that's definitely bad. Sure. So the best thing to do is to actually just go to a friendship center, um, an indigenous friend and go like, hey, I'd like to incorporate this or I'd like to be able to do this in a culturally sensitive way. Can you show me what's a good way to, to add in and what I shouldn't add in? So that's the best Fair. way to do about it. Kareem, is there an allegory on your side of the fence when it comes to cosplay like that? Are there certain, I don't know what, I don't know if I want to call them pitfalls or dangers, but making sure that you're, you're mm. holding the culture to the utmost respect, whether it be culturally, religious, whatever the case may be. Do you have the same experience on your end? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Ira, I want to say miigwech. I hope I'm, pronouncing that right yeah, please correct me if i'm wrong yeah. i make wish for sharing that that's a thank you i'm increasingly interested in discovering and connecting with the indigenous cultures behind the lands of the mississauga where i live where i where i'm a settler on and uh, to come back to your question jeff uh cultural sensitivity yes yes there are certain cosplays that i won't do myself and I'll come back to those. I, was your question more about like in terms of what I might find inappropriate? More along the lines, it, it's sort of like 
more along the line, like taking off on what Ira was saying, if we sort of unpack that a little bit from your side of things, is okay. there something? Yeah, you can, you can, well, you can take it any way you want. Sure, Kareem, sure. Go wherever way you want with it. Like I'm, I'm cool. open to your interpretation. So, all right. Well, before I begin, then I want to say that uh, I'm always just want to promote peaceful dialogue and, you know, harmony between all peoples. We're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. And I want to lead with, kindness and compassion because if, when i make a mistake that's how i'm going to want to be received so you know openness kindness and obviously reflection because we know we're not perfect so we can't just say okay i messed up i'm not perfect and move on we've right. got to do the work and if we work together the world is so beautiful and now my personal background is is a lot to unpack so i am canadian in the sense that i was born in the land of toronto uh People ask me where I'm from all the time. And it's, it's such a long answer. I, I used to grow up saying I'm African because that's where my parents are from. I, that's probably not what you guessed. <laughs> uh, my parents are from the Swahili coast of East Africa, beautiful country of Tanzania. My grandparents, my great grandparents are also from Tanzania. So that's three generations of Swahili, East African, Tanzanian family. Prior to that, my ancestors, that's great, great grandparents, were from India in Gujarat, in Kutch. Kutch is a province that has now been absorbed into Gujarat. So I'm an African Indian or East African Indian. So I'm, I'm, I'm finding this yeah. fascinating. So did they, so four generations ago, they migrated to Tanzania? Colonization. Of course, India. What am I thinking? Obviously, yeah. yes. Okay. British Empire. Absolutely. Well, 400 I, years of oppression. I, I Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awful. Oh, man. I love unpacking that. I'm still unpacking that. <laughs> I, it's, a lot unpack. it's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We could do Sethers whole podcast. About I was just going to say, I'm an ignorant white guy. And even <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, some, some, of, some about the, the colonization good, and the, yeah. the oppression of India for the British for 400 years. So yeah. And, and not like India and Africa. Like, and Africa. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and, the British, yeah. I mean, British. did you know the most celebrated holiday in the world is Independence <laughs> Day from the British? It's literally yeah. the most yeah. celebrated holiday in the world. So yeah. And awful, yet terrible. the British monarchy still gets all the praise at the same time. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. so what yeah. Okay. That so us? three generations in Tanzania, Tanzania. but yeah. you're obviously your parents migrated to Canada at some point Correct. for you yeah, to be born here. Correct, gotcha. correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was right after independence. Right. And, and just it's like the, the British circle. left India in shambles, they divide and conquer. They, yep. they partitioned India into two, into India and Pakistan, yep. because they know that if we're united, they can't mess with us anymore. Can I, yep. can I swear? Absolutely. They can't, can't F-bomb with us if we're united. You can so swear, we got to get united, right people. And just like they divided India, they divided Africa into all these fake borders, deliberately putting people against each other. So F you British monarchy and F you British empire in the past. I'm not holding anyone accountable here. If you're British, that's fine. I accept you. But we have to know our history. And that's how I'm framing my answer is that's what cultural sensitivity means to me is knowing the history behind it. Like the I'm gonna miss. I might misidentify this, but the Indian headdress or the the war bonnet with feathers. That's yeah. like I see those at music festivals, just getting sold by white people to white people. They're just throwing face paint on wherever they want, doing things that they have no clue about. Mm -hmm. I, I'm assuming they have no clue about. 
I doubt they have any indigenous ancestry. It's it, the way they're treating them. I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And the same thing goes for the other kind of Indian, <laughs> which is, <laughs> uh, well, we can make tons of jokes on that. We're my Indian brother, Ira, you're the feather, I'm the dot, whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's interesting. Cause it does lead me to a, like, as the token white guy in this, I, hilarious that I'm the token white guy in this conversation. <laughs> um, where is, sometimes the line can be difficult to find between uh, worrying about cultural appropriation and celebrating somebody else's culture with them yeah. in, in a way that's respectful. So that's for, for people that look like me, that can, I don't, I, by the way, this isn't like the plight of the poor white man We're, I'm certainly not playing that card. I promise you, but it is, I want to make sure that I'm as sensitive as I possibly can when I'm moving forward. Would I ever buy a headdress or face paint myself at like a music festival when I'm completely ignorant of the culture? Of course not. But at the same time, I would want to spend the time learning what the culture and celebrate it in a way that would be respectful. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, how would you guys, if you guys were talking to, to a, a, a dumb white guy like me and like, I wanted to be more celebratory, what are the ways that I can go about doing that without being culturally insensitive or without being disrespectful? Most ideal way is to attend one of our powwows. It's an absolute great celebration fantastic place to learn it has a huge gathering of those that are knowledgeable about it we got traditional people we have elders we have MCs that knows every single thing about the dance you got the dancers themselves and you got little tiny kids that are about five years old the tiny tots that that even them they can really uh, do a great dance out there you've got food you've got uh, you've got vendors right that can teach you and tell you about this is what the dream catcher means this is why we wear chokers and once again, I got to say about the food. Oh, my God, the food. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, Kareem, I invite you, personally invite you to my powwow, to, to my communities. And you got to try what is known as an Indian taco. It uh -huh. is this great big flat brown fry bread. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's heaped a meat sauce. Mm -hmm. And that meat mm -hmm. sauce is comprised of so much beans and garlic mm -hmm. and onions and deliciousness. And it's mm -hmm. good and hot. And on yeah, top it's... of that fry bread, shredded melted cheese, diced Ooh. tomatoes, shredded yeah. lettuce, mm, and poetry. hot sauce <laughs> with yeah. sour cream all you're, up there. On uh, I love indigenous fry, but you're making the channel hungry here. Ira. <laughs> yeah. You're killing us all here. That's it. I'm I'm creating business. Come on down and there check out go. the uh, check that over there. But um, but no, back to the topic. Powwows is the most ideal place where you can go to be able to learn about it and safely ask about it. Everybody's welcome. Some people think maybe you have to be indigenous to go there. No, you don't. Anybody can is welcome to come there and learn. See, I'm, I'm learning stuff yeah. now because I had no idea I could just go to a powwow. Like, like yeah. no one's ever told me that I can just show up and ask questions yeah. and learn about the culture. So that's that's awesome. If you don't mind, uh, throw me a link or something the next time there's going to be one locally in the area. Ira, I would love to come out and learn more. About Happy to do it. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, Kareem, what about you? As far as accessing the culture goes from someone like me, how can mm -hmm. I go about doing that with and still remain respectful? Sure, I I will I will answer that. But I, I gotta just riff off Ira for a bit. No, uh, go, man. Um, shout outs to Reservation Dogs. I don't know if it's if you've yes. heard that show. It comes out next week. The next season's yep. coming out. So I, I gotta plug Reservation oh, Dogs. Oh yeah. If anyone Very good wants, show. Very good yeah. show. So you know, if someone doesn't have access to a powwow yet, I think that that show is a great entrance point because you can just put it on from your house. You could watch it right after this. Mm -hmm. uh, seasons one to three are on Disney Plus, I think, or FX. 
Yep. And there, there's a rap song about greasy fried bread. Greasy, greasy fried bread. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so Keith is saying over here too. He was at a powwow at the Sky Dome several years ago. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. 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 Oh awesome. my God. Yeah. There's so much fun. Um, there's a group in Mississauga called the Indigenous Network. And they host events at, in Riverwood. And they're amazing. They're super friendly. Canada Day, July 1st, to me, is, isn't is really about celebrating the British Commonwealth anymore. I, I wear my orange t-shirts. I've got like 10 of them. I wear them basically from June to September. And the, I, I didn't put it on today, but I just, I did the scratch. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> but um, like there's so much of pride and interest and curiosity and welcoming of course, it's not just for Indigenous people. This is something that the Indigenous people that I have met are incredibly welcoming, so friendly. And and the food and the music, you know, if you're too shy, eat some food. Food always brings people together. So True. Uh, I'm, I'm envious of the current, I'm using the word carefully, I'm envious through the experience of people that I've seen. I have not seen the hardships that are that are going through this. There's obviously, we're far from equity. And I'm gonna come back. Like I said, I'll come back and answer your question now, Jeff, because I'm, I'm everywhere. Um, That's cultural, why we're here talking, man. Yeah, yeah, we've got, we got half an hour still. We so, got lots of time, don't worry about the time. We got all kinds. Excellent. So ways people can be culturally sensitive. So first I'll identify my culture because I can't speak for any culture other than my own. And okay. frankly, I can't speak for anyone but myself. Yep. I am a Muslim. That's not my cult. That's not my ethnicity, but yep. religiously I identify as a Muslim. And even within Islam, I'm a very unique and special type of Muslim. I am a Shia Ismaili Muslim. We are, we are Sufi. We are very more mystically inclined, meditation, chanting, and I got to say, when I was born in Canada and I was experiencing my Sufi Muslim, Ismaili Muslim practices and traditions and our creation story, it is so similar to indigenous cultures. We have practically the same creation story and we sing and we dance and we worship nature. We see divine in nature and we experience this life as a relationship with nature. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I like this. I like turtle. I, I like this culture. Sky Woman, it's strikingly similar. It's a, I'm Indian, and some of the, this comes from India. So I don't just identify as a Sufi Muslim. That's actually much later. My more ancient traditional cultures come from the Vedas. Maybe you've heard of Krishna or Ram or Hanuman. And the Indian cultures, what are called Vedic, before it was called India, the creation stories there are, are fascinating. Like, like character, we have characters like Thor and Zeus, you know, like Indra. Anyways, so my cultural background is Indian, uh, South Asian in general, and Muslim. Most Muslim is not a cult, it's not an ethnicity. But no, but it, it's something that obviously you, you identify yeah. at, like it's something yeah. that's very, very important to you in your life. So yeah, yeah. And cult, so culturally, I'm Western. When I went to, I was in India for six months and I speak Gujarati and Kachi. I speak them fluently, but I have a Western accent. They can tell right away. You think we understand each other perfectly fine, but I'm a Western Indian. To them, I'm Western. Yes. For the West, I'm Eastern. 
Sure, so, of course. And yeah, yeah, you're I, kind of stuck between two worlds, right? Yeah, and growing up, like I was one of the few brown kids in school. There was like four of us in a school of like, you know, 700. So I didn't even know I was brown in the sense that I didn't even use my, my real name, actually. My, my legal name has been changed to Kareem. It's sensitive to me. There used to be an A-L in front of it. O means the in Arabic. And Al Kareem is my was my legal name, and so people shortened it and called me Al. Oh no! And I hated oh, no. it. Yeah. And I hated oh, it. And I hated it. I can't even but, imagine. But like that that internal whitewashing is something I'm still decom decolonizing, decompressing, yeah. decompacting, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. So I grew a mustache when I was like 11, and I was like, oh. That's different. Like no one, no, no, no one. <laughs> None of my white friends can grow a mustache at eleven. Yeah. Uh -uh. And so like, I was naive enough to think that I was just like everyone else. Some of my friends thought I was Latino. They thought I was Hispanic. You know, they thought I was from like South America. They had no idea. So, anyways, culturally, I've been all over the. I've been identified as many things. I have identified as other things. So, as much as I'm Indian, ethnically. My culture is very African. My parents are Swahili. They grew up speaking Swahili, which is, you know, made popular by the Lion King. If I have to give an example, you know, Hakuna Matata. Yeah. So culturally, the music, the food, the language is Swahili. And it's delicious. Like it's Indian and African, like coconut milk, man, like everywhere. It's so good. Take Indian food, add coconut. It's amazing. Boom. And nice. even India itself is incredibly diverse. India is an entire continent. It's technically a subcontinent. But there's over a billion people there. I would it, think it, it would be yeah. pretty darn diverse at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. So, so w within India, I'm a very, you know, it's a very diverse place. I represent a very small part of India. I'm East African. Africa is a huge continent. I represent a very small part of East Africa. And I'm living in Canada and I speak French. And most, like, I, I speak <laughs> French. So I'm a... East African, West Indian, French Canadian. And so I've like throughout my childhood and youth, I've identified so many things. I had a really right. big West Indian phase where I was identifying with like my, my African side and the Caribbean Africans. And so back to your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted um, you to get it all out, man. You yeah, told me yeah, the yeah. story. I wanted yeah. the story. Hey, I, am, yeah. I appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. I really so do. I, learning I, experience. Learning yeah. experience. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So being so pluralistic which is the word i like to use to be because we live in a very pluralist society where with this pluralism i don't need to explain it pluralism so because i was so what's the word you are I, already diverse i mean you, I was, yeah, you, yeah i had a diverse experience and yeah. canada has been 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 unique and nice overall i've had my my experiences with police brutality and I didn't even realize it was racism. I didn't realize that it was because I was brown. Racial profiling is a real thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm here now, and I feel like I've I've been through a lot. So it takes a lot to offend me. I've become a little bit more sensitive, but you know, cosplays. The the hard line I would say is like blackface. No one should be doing blackface. Mm -hmm. which is why I really like Wakanda and the representation of Black Panther 
obviously, and it, it's great for the. I've had my Black Panther moment in other places like Aquaman and Bodhi Rook. I'm I'm East African. I have East African friends that are black, that are brown. Uh, we know that brown people in East Africa were settlers. They were brought. We were brought by the British Empire. In many ways, there was equality. In many ways, there was not. So even though my parents are East African, my grandparents, there's ancestry of Swahili East African in my, in me and in my family, I still hesitate to do a Wakandan cosplay. I would never paint my face black if yeah, I yeah, tend yeah. to be a black person. For sure. But I still feel like that's the that's theirs, and it's sacred to them. I don't mind doing white people. Yeah. And we don't mind either. Right? And <laughs> like, honestly. It's... And, that's, and that's because of the history that we can't ignore. Of course. When people say, oh, let's treat everyone the same, and I don't see race, and I don't see color, like, that's ignorant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't we, celebrate we our differences the... if we're not acknowledging our differences, right? Like, that's... There you go. Acknowledging yeah. them and like actively accepting them, not just tolerating it, but like actively accepting it. And I have uh, amazing friends. I think that there's a, a lot of really amazing curiosity and, and pluralism and active acceptance from allies of every color and i i've seen white cosplayers call out other white cosplayers for doing like jasmine from aladdin mm -hmm. and i don't even know how i feel about it anymore i i agree i've, I've seen both sides um aladdin itself is a really cruel representation of yeah. like baghdad and agra they call it yeah. agrabah don't even get me started on Pocahontas. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it's not a pretty story. No. And, like, Disney well, got away with it. Right? I mean, no. it was mm -hmm. mostly white people that created those stories or wrote those stories yeah. down and then tried to yeah. tell those stories in a way. And they were just culturally insensitive when those stories were told. And unfortunately, yeah. still nothing so, that we're getting past at this day and mm -hmm. age. But so it's mm -hmm. starting from a bad place. Yeah. Of course. Right? Of course. So, yeah. like, if you're going to, if someone's going to, the best case scenario is that it starts a conversation that it, right. yeah. it like yeah. that's worth but the regular scenarios it, it's it's a little offensive now i i personally i don't mind when i see people doing aladdin because it's made it's it's fictional to it, an extent it, it, right like that's fictional yeah like, like i i i'm not gonna really get into the debate uh, i'm personally okay with it maybe someone else isn't jasmine mm -hmm. Uh, for a non like, like it, I don't even know where Agrabah is on a map. Is it is it the Middle East or is it India? <laughs> it's a, I, literally a hodgepodge. You know, I do want to unpack a little bit going. when it comes to cultural appropriation and and you know where where everybody's going to stand on it. But before we get to that, I do want to ask you both specifically about cosplay and in particular cosplaying live events, doing conventions, doing events or whatever, and some of the experiences that you may have had where someone was obviously we've all gotten shit comments from people but my shit comments are not gonna be the same as your guys shit comments <laughs> kareem you've already mentioned it just running into it in your everyday life when it talks about police brutality or racism or profiling and such when it comes to cosplay have you guys experienced that on your side too and if so can you maybe give us an example of, of what you make. I don't want to bring the whole party down, but I think it's important to address this, that as welcoming as the cosplay community can be, there's no barrier to entry and there's plenty of mm -hmm. assholes in this community. I imagine you guys have had some run-ins with some of them. If you don't mind unpacking a little bit of that for me, that would be great. 
Um, well, first off, I see Steve Jones inside the chat, and I would like to just say, Stephen Jones, I have for you, sir, I wanted to tell you that my uncle Artie loves vegetable puns. I just love Artie jokes. Awful. Awful. That's, that's for I you, I can't Stephen. believe we got 39 minutes in <laughs> before that awfulness had to come uh, to see you the gotta, light of day. Turn it up. Turn it up. I already answered the damn question. <laughs> Where's the mute button? Could I mute him somewhere? No, no, no. Um, so honestly, this part, uh, I honestly not sure about when it comes to um, because I cosplay as the black mask, and I absolutely love the black mask. I love doing that one. And I'm gonna oh, before I show a picture of the black mask, I also cosplay as this. Yeah, you got me on that one, by the way. I had no idea that was you. Whoa, yeah, yeah. I, I had a... no idea that was you. Yeah, uh, Venice-style Lady Loki masquerade, yeah. and the reason why I did that one is because um, I wanted to create a cosplay where absolutely nobody could tell that I was a guy underneath that dress. Right. And I wanted to actually investigate to see if um, what it's like as a female cosplayer to see do the, to face the sexism, to face uh, the um, the ones with the I don't know the better term for it, but ones with the busy hands. That no, and reach trust out. me, we are going to do an episode focusing yeah. on female cosplayers and their struggles in the community as well. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, so. culturally wise, you've been lucky enough that you haven't experienced a lot of negativity in the cosplays that you've done, Ira. Uh, luckily, yes, I have had, <coughs> I have had uh, one instance, but it wasn't about indigenous. Um, as I said, I cosplay as the Black Mask, and if I can bring it up here real quick, while I try and find it. Uh, for those of you who don't know who the black <coughs> black mask is, sorry, I'm fighting off a summer cold. Um, I interestingly enough, every single time I cosplay as black mask at Fan Expo, I do get, lack of a better term, again, uh, black people always come up to me and shake my hand and go, "Dude, I love black mask. I love your I love your outfit right there." And I'm like thanks <laughs> so i don't know if there's a culture thing or not i don't think they understand that black mask is actually i think italian underneath <laughs> sure right is. there yeah but here is uh bm right there yeah that's yep. a nice suit yep oh that is custom made right there my friend yeah, right there lovely. Oh, yeah, and nice. me cosplaying with the uh with the black spider-man and a black batman yep. it yeah. was just an amazing picture all around i love that nice. one right there yeah, yeah for sure so but um that's the only instance right there the only other one i've had was i wasn't in cosplay but i was asked an awkward question from a girl that was playing cosplaying pocahontas and she actually came up to me and i had no i can't believe to this day that she actually looked at me Lose this here? Uh, hey, there we go. What happened there? Sorry, can, great continue. Yeah, that was weird. No, I don't know what happened there. Um, so anyway, as I said, uh, to okay. recap a little bit, I was actually just walking around the con. I wasn't cosplaying, but um, a girl, a white girl that was cosplaying as Pocahontas, I can't believe she actually did this to me. She looked at me. I was wearing anything that could say indigenous, that indigenous pride hat, jacket, uh, dreamcatcher, uh, design on there she actually looked at me and she said how oh man i mean i was like <laughs> what uh before i could say anything 
she walked off and i was i was yeah. flabbergasted i was like did that just happen kids that's what we call a teachable moment that's what yeah. that is because i hopefully she didn't mean any ill intent by it she was just ignorant at how dumb that was but she just walked yeah. away so she's just gonna live in that ignorance i guess that's yeah, that's I, that's I, cringe cringe i think yeah megan nailed it that is that is some serious yeah. cringe uh, that's it's terrible like my jaw went right through the floor going like yeah, wait what brutal so i haven't seen that person again i'm hoping somebody talked with her uh that would but be good if, if but since just awesome geek boutique podcast goes out to millions and millions of people if you're, if you're watching it please if you're watching it i forgive you <laughs> and i invite you to come and ask questions please ask questions please and learn more find out why that is such a cringeworthy moment yes, i'm not 100%. angry i'm not upset I, i'm shocked but i extend the offer to come and find yeah. out why that is not a good thing that's that's bonkers kareem what about you any, yeah. any negativity experience whether it be just the characters that you're choosing or your interactions at at live events have you experienced any uh yeah so uh, first off hats off to your your openness and acceptance ira that's what we got to be and that's what the airport security is not always my experiences usually start at the airports specifically if i'm going to the u.s then you're never not stopped, right? Come I mean, on, is man. there? It's, yeah, it's, there's it, never. It doesn't help if I'm in. I'm, I've been stopped before I was cosplaying. I have brown right. friends. I've had family members get some really depraved things. If I told you what they did, you'd be like, "Go sue somebody." Yeah. And uh, like, there's that's why there's certain cosplay props I can't bring to the airport. I'm not comfortable carrying a fake gun. I've I've one of my I've I had a super soaker once as a kid, and I got beat up by an undercover cop long story short neon green super soaker come on Damn. Damn. right anyways uh so like Bodie rook has pipes and backpack stuff i'm not bringing that to an airport right i don't need that kind of stress so like this so like, you I, have to tailor what you're going to do course, based on what, how you're going to be course. getting there and then That's i awful. see white people just walking down the street with fake guns and i i'm scared because fake guns, like, dude. If the states are walking around with real guns, what dude, do you mean, fake like, guns? <laughs> right? Like, a, oh, they look real. So it's like, I don't know if that's a cop or a fake cop or a SWAT yeah, or a white supremacist. Or, and yeah, I'm also, yeah. I'm like, look at the balls on that guy. Like, I, if I'm, I don't, I don't really carry weapons. If I do with a lightsaber, right? You know, so I censor myself. And I'm okay with that. That's my lived experience. I don't think we should have to, but no, I agree. You know. But there's a reality of the situation, right? Yeah. Until things yeah. change. Yeah. Cops suck. Mm -hmm. well, right? they, they certainly yeah. can. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially like, if you're an underrepresented group and they're yeah. they have a preconceived notion. So Yeah. So I have my social armor. I have a some social padding in the sense that I'm a very positive and loving person. And maybe I'm intimidating, but no one's ever said anything offensive around me maybe i didn't hear it maybe i'm a little naive i am very optimistic and realistic and if i've ever had a bad experience it's been at the airport or online and like online people can say whatever they want it doesn't really bug me well the keyboard and warriors yeah yeah so like, like that's fine it still stings but here's here's uh kind of how i play with that is and i'm, I'm a punk rocker at heart i don't give two f's about society's 
expectations of me. And then that's where my privilege is going to start speaking. I like pushing the boundaries. I am comfortable pushing the boundaries. And so that's why I, I, I live the life I live. I, you know, quit jobs to go backpacking and I will dress up like slave Leia or hut slayer. So here's my confidence on oh, full display. Hey. For once, I'm not the hairiest person in the room. Nice. <laughs> hey, there we go. As, as a body hair guy, brother, I get it. I feel it. I feel you. Right? So Damn, I, I good wore, for you. Yeah. There was a really, really, I've only done it once. Um, once was great. Uh, very welcoming crowd at Star Wars Celebration. Here, let me get a screenshot of that. Just I <laughs> yeah, want hold on. Kareem, you got to be sending that to us, brother, because that's, there, that's okay. fantastic. There you go. Nice. There good, go. good, good. <laughs> it's, it's on my Instagram somewhere. It's getting hot in here. Yes. Hey. I got a lot of weird looks. There's a, a reason why I'm called a native red hot. Easy now, <laughs> easy. I was called like the hair. There was like some some little children who like just were like looking at me and me like, "What are you?" Like, yeah, what's what's going on right now? What's, yeah. What is this? They're like, "Mom, like, why is Princess Leia hairy?" Like, and like she kept like coming up to me and asking questions, and then going back to her mom, and like she was going like back and forth, back oh, and forth. Nice. It was good. adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and I was like, I'm I'm Princess Leia, but like from another universe. And then she came back at the end and she's like, I've decided you're from the hairy universe. Like, <laughs> so it wasn't you're even like, about I'll gender. Take it. She's like, you have yeah. I guess she'd never maybe she'd never seen armpit hair. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, body yeah. hair on a on a dude. Yeah, she's probably no yeah. idea what's going she's on. She's like, there. there's yeah, hair yeah. in my chest and my legs. And she's like, I've yeah. decided you're from the hairy universe. And I was like, cool, like that's cool. Cause she had yeah. no idea how to frame it. Like she's like, what is this? Like it's a it's a man in a bikini. So There's hair. That's so cute. That's so cute. So no and, overt, outright negativity for you guys at Con. So so, hopefully that means at least from the live cosplay community, we're either getting better or we're getting to a place where we can be more welcoming we understand that there's a certain level of diversity i did want to touch on with you guys though um uh cultural appropriation because i think that's a very very hot button topic lately and again we talked earlier about the regalia and such um and remaining respectful i'll give you an example of what i'm talking about and i don't want to be purporting any kind of dumb double standard because i don't want to be again the poor white guy because honestly it, it's just a ridiculous argument but group of friends of mine and I love the movie Big Trouble in Little China. It's one of my all-time favorite classic movies. I would like to cosplay as Jack Burton. A really good friend of mine wants to cosplay as Lo Pan. <laughs> now, if you've seen the character Lo Pan, by the way, not the wheelchair version, but the fully made-up version, but he's a white guy. So we always kind of have this back and forth, like, is it okay if he does that? Is it not? Because it's obviously very traditional chinese dress that that character that particular character is wearing in that movie is it going to be culturally insensitive for him to do that understanding that he's doing it out of love for the character and love for the culture but at the same time is he still being respectful so when i was talking earlier about drawing lines this is where sometimes we're not sure what's going to be okay and what's not like i love to do spider-man characters i'm not going to do miles morales because i'm not I'm not black. I mean, he's biracial. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm neither Puerto Rican or black, so I'm not I'm not going to be cosplaying that character even with a mask on. So I guess where do you guys see the point 
like where is the where is the dividing line if i wanted to cosplay like ira you've mentioned pocahontas that's a terrible representation of native culture don't get me wrong but where would the line be drawn if i wanted to cosplay a traditional native character can i even do that and how would i go about doing that for i can't so that's what i'm nope. saying so cultural appreciation appropriation is is a, is a really important thing how do we get around that when you ira have no problem cosplaying a quote unquote Italian guy or a white person, but I cannot cosplay someone from your culture. Where is, is that just because of the, uh, of the dominance of white culture in the last, well, ever is that, is that part of the problem? Is that why we have these divides? Help me well, understand as the token white guy. Well, it's kind of like <laughs> the same problem I have when I have to go to the bathroom every morning at 3 a.m. They call it the wee hours of the morning. Oh, Jesus. How did we, how did I lob that up? Awful. Uh, um, well, that's actually a bit of an example of indigenous humor. Whenever an indigenous person feels comfortable with you, you will get teased. You will get Please, thrown out. No Absolutely. Yeah. The moment you get scared is when they stop doing that to you. <laughs> and it's because we, we've we always used humor as a defense mechanism. And it's always been a part of our culture to laugh and to be able to. Uh, it helps with coping. So, um, But when it comes to appreciation and versus appropriation, obviously, first you have to look at something. So, <clears throat> for example, that's big trouble in Little China. That's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good example. Uh, Loping, dressed up as in a traditional mandarin wear obviously that one unless you're absolutely 100 percent accurate and everybody has seen the movie people will look at it and go like oh it's low ping but if people don't then you're yeah then you're going to be in trouble so that's the point you got to kind of measure the fact is that okay so is it a very well-known character is it do people know that this is just an outfit from that movie right best thing to do stay away from it <laughs> right yeah no I mean, and like, believe me that's been my advice to this gentleman from the get-go like <laughs> we're not going to do that dude that's going to be it's going to be bad 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 but yeah, and as it says uh, in the in the chat yes as chinese also the costume is not nearly as traditional as it looks it's hollywood yeah. man it's hollywood no, 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 it's 100 it's completely dressed up just like yes. there's but it's absolutely... it's made to look like a traditional chinese or mandarin outfit right? yeah like it, there's not really any mistaking what the intention of the outfit is even if it's not terribly culturally accurate that's basically the look hollywood was going for for that particular film right so I think we lost Ira for a second. We lost Ira's audio. I can see his lips moving. I can't, we can't hear you, Ira. Did your mic come out somehow? Did you? Here, I'll it write him a note. Yeah, it doesn't show you on mute. So we, sh I don't know it why we don't. I don't know. Yeah, did your, yeah, your audio. Yeah, I think he can hear us, but we can't hear him. Yeah, you can hear us. Okay, let me try to, uh... so there I've got him on mute. So I'll try to unmute him. Uh, I'm going to take him off the stream for a second, for a second. bring him back on. That's super weird that we just completely lost Ira's audio. I don't just double check your connections, Ira. We can see your lips moving. We absolutely cannot hear you, uh, but we will continue with Kareem while Ira tries to get things sorted out. Uh, I think Ira, are we good? How is this? Hey, hey Ira's back. It's uh, it's almost as bad as no, I won't do that. 
uh, as I was saying, so um, yeah, so as one of our chat people has said, as a Chinese, also the costume is not nearly as traditional as it looks. So if someone really wants to hit upon an ingenious idea, they could do something and then later on use it as an educational thing to tell other people, this is what I'm dressed as, it's low pain, and this is why it's not appropriate, this is why it is appropriate. So you could go in the well-armed and you could actually be a good advocate and an ally for that particular ethnicity and say like, I'm here to help out and I'm sure. doing it this way and I'm turning it upside down in yep. order to make it an educational moment. No, but as soon as I said me, like I can't do indigenous Captain America, tell me why sure. that would be a line that I'm crossing, even if I'm trying to do it in some kind of a respectful way. Why is that just like, you can't do that, dude? I'm so sorry. Well, again, one of the reasons I touched on earlier is that because a lot of the symbols and a lot of the regalia is, well, again, I don't like saying regalia, but for lack yeah, of yeah. a better term, yep. some of the symbols and some of the things used on there is sacred items that should not be touched or handled by someone that has it's not meant to have them. So that's why I said that um, the person that did it did it in an ingenious way where he's not using anything that would be considered sacred or ceremonial and instead it could be used as a good teaching moment and so what you could do you could do the same thing just make sure that you stay away from certain symbols patterns items and then you could say i'm paying homage to it and i'm doing it by this way so it's a good to me it's a good teaching moment it's but it's a very fine line to walk and to me if you want to just not create the drama Let's just stay away from oh, it. Uh, if it sounds like I'm asking because I want to do any of this, I absolutely <laughs> don't. I'm seeking understanding and I want to have the conversation for people that are watching as well. Why mm -hmm. cultural appropriation is such a sensitive hot button topic uh, for the very reasons that you're giving, Ira. Kareem, do me a favor, weigh in on this. Where do you where do you stand on this? As someone that has portrayed characters from different cultures throughout, what does mm -hmm. cultural appropriation versus uh, appreciation mean mm -hmm. to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to make a quick pun. Doing that cosplay of Loping would be big trouble in lots of cons. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Um, you're ad dad joke. You're out dad joke in Ira. That's that's pretty great. Oh, that's hey, funny. that's a challenge yeah, now. Nice, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I think recently there was some talk of a reboot. There was and, with Dwayne I, Johnson, weirdly enough. Yeah, and they mentioned like I, I don't know if it was Kurt Russell or one of the producers, and and even some of the actors came forward and said that they will be we're in a much more culturally sensitive time now yes like the representations even in shang chi of the the villain um forgetting his name it was tony lung's character anyways the, the ten rings sure uh like well, i mean comics, he was the mandarin right the so, mandarin yeah and it's yeah. like a total fu manchu like it's so 100%. stereotypical it's by ignorant white people for ignorant white people and 100 ignorant because they're just saying oh what's what's the east like it's just a so right. basic and a these, very stereotypical racist representation for sure yeah so cultural appropriation to me is just that it's using you know trinkets or little bits and pieces and making it fashionable and trendy now i'm a yoga fish i'm a yogi and i love yoga and I was a yoga teacher for a while, and I had to unpack a lot of baggage to be a brown person of Indian background in a yoga studio with 
mostly white people. Like if you think of a yoga teacher, you probably think of a skinny white woman right now. Of course. Skinny yeah. white women have taken over, let's say, colonized the yoga industry. 100%. Right? So that's a good example of cultural appropriation when there's bindis on people's forehead or using henna as just fashionable. Like these are sacred elements of real cultures. It's not a fashionable uh, trend that that just exists for your weekend. Like te temporary henna is the epitome of cultural appropriation because it's just temporary, you know, but temporary henna. And like, it's popular. People put it on, they don't know what it means. They want to look ethnic. And I'm going to call I, that, you know. Dude, until you just told me, I had no idea that that's what henna was either. So it, it's not it even seems a henna. lot of it comes down yeah. to an education piece. Like, exactly, uh, people, yeah. yeah. So like, it, it's good, good conversation starters. I'm on the brighter side of things. I don't go after people. But, you know, because I'm very culturally and, you know, I'm trying to be mature about it. I, I understand and I pick my battles uh, in the cosplay world. I don't go I don't want to go looking for trouble. But, you know, that's those those are examples of what uh, cultural appropriation looks like. So if someone has the right attitude towards it, maybe they have. A, a person of that ethnicity in their life that like and they are an ally and they have let's just say permission or an invitation or at least and, the education piece from that particular person right yeah. and they're yeah. right and they're prepared for backlash but be prepared for backlash that doesn't mean don't right. do it but right. be yeah. prepared for you're the gonna conversation. get some heat yeah yeah you know yeah. i'm not gonna I if mean, you do I'm, it be knowledgeable about it Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to look weird of saying, like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, because then you're saying, like, I don't know why I'm wearing this. I'm just doing it to look cool. Right. Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know that my ancestors probably killed the ancestors of, of these people. Right. And now mm -hmm. I'm wearing their, I'm dressing their up as them with yeah. no respect. Like, that's yeah. the real context. Now, let's be frank, like, white people don't have that context because they weren't colonized. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So... When, Which is why I'm here asking the questions. Yeah, and like, and hats off to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's basically just having the right attitude, and if you're, it's like crossing the road. If you're unsure, then don't. You know, stay on the sidewalk. No, no, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. it's an automatic don't for me. Don't get me wrong, but still, I want people watching <laughs> this to see the, why we're talking about this. Have someone it. hold your hand when you cross effects. the street. Like if you, if your friend wants to do his uh, um, Manchu style low ping, if he has a, a Chinese friend with him ready to defend him <laughs> right and yeah literally then that's a little bit different that will lend yeah. some credence to what he's doing yeah. as opposed to just him <laughs> doing it on his own yeah yeah no no, no <laughs> trust me this is never going to see the light of day it's never going to happen but if, <laughs> and if he does it i'm not doing jack with him that but, day he can go off like, on his own but you know because you're so open-minded and, and accepting and proactively engaging about it i think it, it would, would be a teachable minus go set someone up for failure Right, and, have, <laughs> and use that as the teachable, which is sacrifice and, and, him to the lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and have a piece of paper saying, like, take a survey. Like, that's is right. This offensive to you? Is this that's right? To you? You know? Are you having a hard time with this and everything else? Um, yeah. Having said that, so the cosplay community as a whole, and I'm glad that neither one of you have had really. I know you probably had some stuff online, and Kareem, you said specifically you've had some stuff online, but. Having said that, I think there's still obviously the cosplay community can do better when it comes to equality, diversity, and inclusivity. Uh, I don't think anybody would argue that. So I'd, I'd like to get some feedback from both of you, if you don't mind. What can the cosplay community do better? 
uh, we're in a position at the Geek Boutique where the Geeks and Company, we're going to have a booth at Fan Expo. So we have a platform a little bit to talk to people and engage with people on a certain level that normally we wouldn't get a chance to even through you through the podcast. So what can we do in the community to make it more diverse, to make it more inclusive, to make it more equal so that nobody of any culture has to feel like an outsider or put upon or they can do this or they can do that what type of advice i guess would you give or what would you want to see from the community to make it more welcoming in that fashion well i'm reminded of um of the uh reason why aquaman doesn't fight prince william because prince william is the prince of wales <laughs> Ooh, i'm using that one no. yeah yeah some aquaman ones for kareem there you go but, but i'm totally fighting prince exactly William. <laughs> and a little point i mean remember aquaman used to be this blonde blue-haired white guy taking them back exactly <laughs> brown now. and now he's this even through 10 times as popular as jason amoa so <laughs> the little thing right there huh? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, of, of education yeah just do that little bit of uh, the go that extra mile and, and research behind any uh, cosplays that you're seeing because every that's that's one of the advantages of cosplaying is that every single character that we cosplay as has a backstory they have an origin they have something behind it whether it's a kernel of truth or whether it's a gigantic tapestry of truth it's easy to just get off your laurels and check it out and go okay so this is the reason why uh, Pocahontas is a bad thing. This is the reason why uh, Nightwolf is a sexualized version of indigenous warriors in Mortal Kombat and why we shouldn't do that. Or T-Hawk in, um, in Street Fighter or Thunder in Mortal Kombat. We're not all like that. We're not these gigantic muscle-bound guys. Jeez, I wish I was. We're not all these gigantic muscle-bound stoic guys that are they'll tear your face off. No, a lot of indigenous guys are... We're pretty cool. We're, we're happy to hang out. We're happy to teach and we're happy to tell. But again, because of the colonizing and the fetishizing and the uh, the mainstream media look about it, they think that we're nothing but these stoic, badass people that just will would rather slap you across the face rather than talk with you. It's completely wrong. So just talk with us. Just come out and say like, hey, I want to understand about the reason why uh, Nighthawk um, holds this tomahawk. What's the reason for that one? It's just an easy like that. It's uh, and it's a good way to get started right there to just say you want to know, and it's a good way to do it without sounding patronizing, without trying to sound like you're catering to somebody. And often the simplest way is the best way. Yeah, fair. Kareem, what do you what do you think? How, yeah. how can we make the, the community more diverse, more welcoming, more mm -hmm. equal across? Uh, you're already doing it. You made an effort to reach out to people of color. So promote cosplayers of color, promote people of color, ask them questions. And by when I say single them out, I'm not saying ignore white people, you know, but it's just make make the effort to be inclusive. That's what inclusive means. It's reaching your arms out and pulling someone in. So being inclusive and also expanding the meaning of diversity. It's not just cultural or ethnic or religious or linguistic. It's also physical. It can be um, neural, uh, different types of neuro. Yeah, neurodivergent. Yep, neurodivergent. There's yep. my word. Yep. So uh, and you know at body types, it's and is like conventions are long. Our feet get tired. Uh, we need to have you know wheelchair accessibility. We need to have all types of uh, what's what's ADA stand for? Access. 
you know the ADA. Yeah, I, I apologize. I'm, you, uh, you know what? I gotta I gotta do a little critique of Fan Expo and a big up of New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con. It seems like a lot of conventions in the states have so much more ADA. Maybe someone in the comments can Google what ADA. I forget. It's like accessibility, uh, access. Anyways, abilities, access. So making the convention accessible for more physical abilities. Uh, having a chair, maybe. Stuff like that. And knowing that people who are neurodivergent might need a quiet space. Um, some, uh, when I had a booth in Star Wars Celebration, shout out to Order 416, we, I was doing Star Wars themed yoga classes and I had a beanbag chair, a padded mat, like a lot of folding chairs. So we could have physically calming spaces you know that's so one ADA, thing hard to do it. through new york ada is the american disabilities act so that's that's oh there it is yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. that's why so canadians may not be quite familiar as familiar as it but we'll make our own right, acronym right. Go ahead. yeah exactly yeah. thanks mm -hmm. Keith. yeah so yeah but, but basically the same thing uh recognizing physical diversities uh, neurodivergent uh, diversities and also financial disabilities and we, you know life is expensive so just recognizing we're all at different levels of debt or whatnot and you know we all want to make it accessible and friendly uh, i had a thought um i'm losing it I am gonna I'm gonna run with that a sure. little bit and Go I want to make sure that you guys understand too uh, the faithful watching here today we do want to do a series of these we we uh, I was very very fortunate that both Ira and Kareem agreed to be on here obviously we were talking about cultural and ethnic diversity for this one but we want to talk about everything that Kareem is talking about now I would love to do an episode and Ira mentioned earlier how females have had to deal with the cosplay community we want to talk about people that are neurodivergent we want to talk about people that are older we want to have a body positivity one we want to talk about different people that may be from either disadvantaged or put upon or whatever um, diverse elements of the community we want to bring people on and we want to talk about that so if you're watching this and you want to come on and talk about this please reach out to myself reach out to the geeks and co account we are happy to book you on and have you on we want to do a whole bunch of these so thanks for bringing that up Kareem I do appreciate that so and it's important to know that uh, Jeff, who cosplays as Obi-Wan Kenobi, we need to understand that uh, he's a terrible marriage counselor because he always advises, use divorce. <laughs> awful. It's just awful. Bam. Awful. If y'all wondered why I haven't had Ira on the podcast until now, <laughs> this is why. This is why right here. Use divorce. Terrible. Um, as a couple of guys that are in the community everybody knows you guys everybody loves you guys every time i see you guys at a con i immediately have to go over and talk to you and and let you know the work that you're doing is is wonderful and stuff there's gonna be people who are watching this that are aspiring cosplayers and and some of them are going to be like you guys from diverse backgrounds so and they may be like hesitant to join the community do you have we're probably going to close out with this thought do you have some advice for some younger or or even older, it doesn't matter, I guess, aspiring cosplayers of diverse backgrounds that maybe want to get involved with the community, what advice would you give them right off the bat? Ira, what do you, what, what advice would you give to a person that's maybe a, another indigenous person that wants to get involved in the cosplay community? What advice would you give them coming in? Actually, a very interesting story on that is that when I heard the when I held the first uh in in Digicon in Oneida, um, the purpose behind that was because we I wanted to bring in artists and cosplayers and writers and people <coughs> to be able to talk with the youth 
that would come there because we have so many indigenous youth that want to do that, that want to cosplay, that want to write, they want to be artists, they want to be able to do, make their own comics, but they don't know how to get from step A to step C. So I provided a step B so that they'd be able to talk with these people to find out how do I do it? How do I become a writer? What can I do to it? And um, to tie that in, when we held our, uh, our cosplay contest, this one girl, when she came, first came to Digicon, she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. She saw some amazing cosplayers there. She immediately told her mom, I have to go home. She, her mom took her home. She put together from scratch her own Sailor Mercury cosplay using only the clothes in her closet. Wow, nice. Came back to Digicon and got first place in the cosplay Ooh, contest awesome. awesome that i will hey. always remember that memory forever and that was all because she talked with some cosplayers says, what can i do how can i get this how can i make something like that and it was being able to just talk to them and say and being able to find about find out that here's somebody else that has the same passion as me has the know-how how to do it and can share it with me so as I said before, with everything else, don't be afraid to ask. Jeff does an absolutely fantastic comedian and Spider-Man and Negan and all of your stuff. I really enjoy. And it's because of that, that inspired me to go from a black suit, black mask to go like, you know what? I think go a step further in that right there. Jeff did. So why can't I? Thanks, man. So, I appreciate that. And it's true. I mean, so that's why I went from the normal black suit to the custom tailor-made white suit. Yeah, suit and I've had fun. a lot of people go like, that is like 100% accurate for the video game and the TV series. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, yeah. So. Thanks, yeah. man. That's uh, that, that means a lot. I, I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, Kareem, what about you? Advice for some, maybe some aspiring people from diverse backgrounds. You yourself are from a, sure. a pretty diverse background. What would you say to a young person wanting to come into that's maybe a little bit hesitant about getting into cosplay? Just jump, just jump, and the net shall appear. Just do it. And for for everyone else, be the net. Let's right. help. Let's accept people. And I think one thing you know we can we can do is talk about how hard it still is for us. We still struggle with things. You know, we can be jacked and still insecure about our body types. Um, there's a million problems. It's never easy. It's it's always fun. It should always be fun. <laughs> Make sure that we're doing this for fun. So it should bring us joy. And do what brings you joy. Share your joy. Talk about how it, we come to joy. Joy is kind of the fruition of labor. And it's it's labor until it's joy. So recognize that. It's whether you're a newbie or a through and throughbie, it's 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 labor intensive sometimes more than it needs to be but it should always be joyful so do what brings you joy and if it's not cosplay you know do something else but we're alive in this world to be joyful and artistic and colorful and the world needs passion the world needs people to be their colorful happy excited selves and cosplay is just one way to do it you know and and cosplay is just so cool because you can incorporate music and you know obviously costuming and your your body and like so many different types of art expressions can converge in cosplay so do them all be as artistic and try things fail try new things what does failure even mean 
Mm-hmm. So Two steps try is a everything. test, right? So right? I yeah. think it's, yeah. it's failure not to failure is not trying, in my right. opinion. Yeah. And don't be afraid to go ahead and, and join the masses. If there's somebody doing 20 Batman or someone or the girls are all doing Harley Quinn, go right ahead. Don't it doesn't mean you have to be different. You can join right in because remember, this is this whole community is coming together to join into something that they love, something they love about that Harley, and they're showing that by cosplaying as that person. So if you want to be different, go ahead and be different. You want to follow the crowd? You can go ahead and follow the crowd because we're all united in our love for this culture. Anyone can wear the mask. Even you can wear the mask. Uh, Red Moon Glass, our friend Stephanie, saying cosplay support mento of costume and play, coined in 1983. Absolutely. Uh, be the Nets. I think that's what we're going to be taking away from, from this for all of us here in the community, guys. So be definitely be the net as they jump. Uh, Megan saying, I'm pretty new to cosplay, but my goal is to make others feel loved and comfortable doing their thing because that's how I want to be treated. Uh, I think uh, someone else said that earlier, treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, Kareem, I think that's actually on your bio on Instagram, it's if I'm not mistaken. It's as simple as that. We're treat all others one. as you want to be treated, man. It's it's not hard. So to quote Mythbusters, yep. failure is always an option. I reject your reality <laughs> and substitute my own. Um, guys, I cannot thank you enough for coming on tonight and sharing your stories with us and giving us your insights into what it's like to cosplay in the community uh, and being from a culturally diverse background. If you guys have a closing thought, I'll give you as much time as you want. Ira, we'll start with you. Anything lastly you want to say before we get out of here based on this topic? Um, once again, go to TikTok for that native guy 79 to be able to hear a lot of more different things, everything from dad jokes to indigenous issues and cultural teachings. I fully encourage that and I'm always happy to uh, help out. Um, I guess the only other thing I can think of is that when it comes to cosplaying, my own personal thing, I always love cosplaying as villains. I love playing as the bad guys. We have so many good heroes and they're great, but villains always look more badass. I mean, come on, look at that white suit and black mask. Pretty pimp, it's pretty it pimp, was, not gonna it, lie. It's yep. awesome right there. Yep. So I personally, I love playing as villains, heroes. They're cool. I like his, but come on. There you go. <laughs> Julie, Julie, Julie Friedrich's giving you a shout out there. Indigenous weirdo rocks. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I guess the only other thing is that uh, because you dress as Negan, or Jeff. Um, oh, boy. So what go. did the, uh, did you oh, hear about the tailor who wound up becoming a zombie? No, I didn't. I were please tell me about it. <laughs> it was a, Fitting end. Oh. Kareem, <laughs> save me from this, man. Give give me your give me your I'm final thoughts end, here. Carl. Something you wanna something you, wanna something you wanna leave us with. I, I, you make bad look good, and you make bad jokes sound good. Awful. <laughs> You're nailing it there. Yeah, yeah. And on the note of indigenous humor, I'm gonna use my my segue to just promote Reservation Dogs. Everybody, watch Res Dogs. Reservation Dogs. It's so funny. It's so funny, and it's we'll at it times out. so serious, so relevant, so poignant, but they use that indigenous humor to help you wash it down. It's so good. Season four starts next week, I think, but start season one to three. They're short episodes. They're great. Uh, Kay Devry Jacobs, one of the stars, she was almost Rey in Star Wars sequels, Force Awakens. She was pretty close to getting cast as Rey. So we almost had an indigenous woman in one of the biggest roles. <laughs> So I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, um, I mean, it could possibly be a 99% assurity that somebody has contacts with reservation dogs who's going to be putting on 
in Digicon in 2024. I was, I was okay. just going to ask you. So I am going to get you guys plug. to plug your stuff here before we head out and anything you've got coming up. Uh, so obviously you've got Digicon coming up. Uh, Ira, do you guys have a date set yet? Or we just know that it's going to be next year? We were hoping for, <clears throat> we're, we're actually hoping to kind of um, do a uh, two birds with one stone thing and have it on Father's Day because we can have so many fathers bring their kids and have right. a great time. Yep. And these days, it's the cool thing for the dads to be the nerds. So <laughs> we're hoping for June 19th. No one guarantee yet, right. but we're definitely That's looking for 2024. Okay. And we're also looking at another certain individual who I actually had the, um, the uh, uh, great time meeting uh, last year at... Uh, London Comic Con, and he said he would do it. So Dakota? make sure you're going to yeah. hey. Dakota Beavers. Oh man, he was that, yeah, that dude made me question my sexuality. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that is a beautiful human. When you see him up close, you're just like, no, oh, yeah. I don't know what genetics lined up to make you that beautiful of a human. But my goodness gracious. Oh yeah, I I met him at the London Comic Con. Asked yeah. for his contact info. I told him what to do. He's all in for it, so awesome. don't be surprised if he may actually show up. That'd be great. I can continue my man crush there when I see him. Kareem, do you have anything coming yeah. up, or where can we see you next? Uh, sure, yeah. I'll be at VonCon, and then I'll be at Fan Expo. Uh, okay. VonCon's got a fun little like 90s music dance party. Oh, nice. And I usually don't buy cosplays I just, I just because I'm cheap. Like, are expensive, sure but are. I I caved and I bought the Pavitra Prabhakar Indian Spider Man. Yes, how, how could I resist? It just came oh. in the mail and I just opened it like five minutes ago. Dope. The oh my god, like that Spider Man, the Indian Spider Man, so is, good. Oh, is yes. hats off. So it's good, so good. And yeah. he also like calls out colonialism in a nice humorous way. 100%. I have to learn how to use humor a little bit better to help, you know, swallow reality. Right. So I, I love having that character out there. Pravitra yeah, Prabhakar. Yeah. No, no, a no, good no. way Amazing. to start is dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man India. By the way, guys, if you've not seen Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man India uh, is is who we're referring to. Uh, he's got a great role in the film. Uh, he mm -hmm. has his own dedicated Spider-Verse comic as well that you can read all about him. Uh, the look is a little bit different. They tweaked him a little bit for the film, but I still thought they were very respectful. I thought it looked great, and I thought that character was amazing in the film, of yeah. a great film in the first place. So, mm -hmm. uh, guys, you know us. You're going to see us at Fan Expo for sure. Uh, you're also going to see us. We'll have a booth at London Comic Con. Uh, that's in September. I want to say the 16th and 17th or 17th, 18th. I'm not too sure. And we'll also have a booth at the uh, the Northern Collective, the Windsor Fan Experience. That's going to be at the end of September. I believe that's the September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. We'll have a booth there too. So pretty much every couple of weeks uh, leading from uh, from Fanex to London to uh, to the Windsor Fan Experience, we'll have a booth at that. So come Yay. on out and uh, have fun and hang out with the geeks. Uh, like I said, I think we're going to be in the North Building for Fan Expo, but watch this space. You'll know as soon as we know exactly where we are and what we'll be doing. Uh, you can I think expect me to call you out because there's going to be a certain indigenous man who's going to be the host of the cosplay contest of the London hey. Comic Con. Hey. Nice, sweet, yes. By all means, you'll have to. Uh, we'll have to have some shenanigans. We'll have to get to. We'll have to get together, and something will be afoot. Uh, there we go. September sixteenth and seventeenth. There you go. Thank you, Ali. I appreciate it. Uh, guys, we're going to wrap this up and head out again. I cannot thank you guys enough, Ira Cream. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us your stories. 
uh, about cultural diversity and inclusivity and acceptance uh, inequality here in the cosplay community. Um, I'm going to well, let you guys lot, roll this Megan. out. Yeah, can't yeah. wait to run into you. Just ignore me. Thanks, Megan. That's right, yeah. Kareem, can't wait to see you, Kareem. Oh. Okay, yeah, there you go there, Kareem Dreams. Uh, yeah, Thanks, guys, Megan. give us give us your hand. Uh, Ira, once again, uh, pitch your socials. Uh, that native guy 79 on uh, TikTok, and if you sometimes I post it to Instagram too, it's that native guy on Instagram. And Kareem, sure, I'm on Instagram mostly. It's Kareem's Dreams, guys. Check out their stuff, obviously, it's amazing. Uh, you can get all the best dad jokes if you go to Ira's, uh, <laughs> Ira's TikTok and and Kareem's uh kareem's uh i uh, instagram is not just amazing cosplays he's a beacon of positivity if you're ever feeling kind of down or or unaccepted or whatever go visit kareem's uh instagram it's definitely going to pick you up guys again thank you so much for joining us and you guys as well thanks for joining us here again as i've said next week we are not on uh the week after uh august 10th mark it on your calendars guys you do not want to miss that one that is the 100th episode uh all of the geeks and company will be on for that episode uh i don't even know what we're doing yet i assume we're just gonna goof around for an hour uh but we love you guys guys ira and cream thank you once again Stiggy, everyone we'll see you in two weeks you are loved Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss an episode.